On this episode of the podcast, we discuss NFL coaches who are on the hot seat. We also talk about the new NFL tackling rule, and we're going to give you our top five scores in the NBA today. Is Steph Curry one of those players? The best shooter this league has ever seen. Oh, get the hell out of here. Bro. Has unlimited he is, range. He is not a top five He has scorer. unlimited range and, I want to say, a two-time MVP. Huh? He is not a top five scorer what in this league. What are you talking about? How come? How, how come he's not? Name one player you've ever seen with range like that. Because we're talking about scoring. So basically, you have is Giannis in your top five? No, he's not. He's but six. Is, he, is he sixth? He's okay. sixth. I guess I would put him at number six. You're talking about Steph Curry, right? Oh, that's what you're talking yes, about. Yes, Steph and Curry. Because we never know what you you might be talking about. No, Steph and Curry, the, the greatest three-point shooter ever. The greatest, arguably probably the best shooter we've ever seen. He's not top five, though. So. You're out your damn mind. You're tuned into the new Channel Sports Podcast, the ultimate sports talk podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the new Channel Sports Podcast. I want to thank you personally for joining us today. My name is Oenyi. We are also joined by one of the greatest haters ever known to man. <laughs> How are you doing today, Trey? I'm doing great. It's a great day to be a Dallas Cowboy. Even better day to be part of Laker Nation. We're above ground. Season's getting closer. What, is there anything better to ask for? Yes, football season is almost here. I oh, I'm, I can't wait. I'm so giddy. I got to send out invites for our fantasy league oh, so oh, I can beat your butt those again. Whack ass rules we oh, had last year. Oh my god! Now that I got a taste of it. It's on. Man, I got to give a shout out to Tomahawk Nation too. Atlanta Braves. We're struggling right now, but I've been kind of sleeping on them mm-hmm. about to win the World Series. Trap quadruple effect. What is it called? If I do that, if all four of my teams win, we're gonna have to shut the podcast down. What you want? The Braves, Braves, Cowboys, Cowboys, Lakers, and Duke Blue Devils. Uh, three of those teams have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me give a shout out to the Astros. Let me Struggling just, right let me, now. Let me just tell the fans what Aaron Rodgers would would say to you if he was an Astro fan. Our E L A X. Just just relax. You think so? I think I think so. I'm once nervous. once they get once they get all their players back healthy, I think the Astros will be back on track. Man, just but, don't miss the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people gonna have to start paying for those mattresses. I was gonna go oh, buy a mattress. Yeah. I was gonna go buy a mattress, man, but I'm nervous now. They had like a twelve game lead, ten game lead or something like that. And today it's one. Or half a game, yeah, something like, I think like it's that. Like half a game now, but Whew. Verlander got two hundred. So I mean, I'm I'm nervous for him. They're, they're, Side chicks, they're, they're going to make it though. So, so, guess what time it is? Game time. No, no, it's time for one of our segments. Famous athletes, famous quotes. You know how this works, right? You put some of my quotes in there. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> professional athletes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
So I'm going to give you some uh, questions to try to guess which athlete this is. And once we figure out the athlete, I will play their, their famous quote. You want? Mm-hmm. All right. So the first clue is that this athlete this is kind of a trick one, kind of a trick one. But they were born February 17th of 1949. They passed away of heart complications July 21st of 2016. Daryl Dawkins. No, not Daryl Dawkins. Pretty good. Pretty good guess, though. Kind of. Okay, this same person coached the Arizona Cardinals for three seasons. The football team? The football team. Dennis Green. There you go. That's it. I thought you might get after that one. I really did. Um, if you didn't get it, though, I would say that he played in the CFL. Did you know he played in the CFL? I did not know that. He played a year in the CFL. He played in uh, Vancouver for the for British Columbia. You know he did lead the Minnesota Vikings to a 15-1 season in 1998. At that time, that team led the league in, in points. He also won the Super Bowl as a receiving coach for the San Francisco 49ers. So I was going to put that out there and say all that. The one more thing I was going to say, uh, he is the second African-American head coach after Art Shell in modern NFL, in the modern NFL era. And he's the first to do so without actually playing in the NFL. Okay. You know what his famous quote is, right? I don't know which one you, about letting them off the hook. Yes. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. We let him off the hook. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go ahead and, and play that quote right now from Dennis Green. No, we, you know, I mean, we, we, we just, uh, let's, wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, the, what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. So, yeah. So, Dennis Green is one of my favorite head coaches of all time. Um, may he rest in peace. So. Wasn't he like Larry Fitzgerald's godfather? Uh, I don't know that for sure. I don't know. I, I want to say he was like his godfather or something like that. Um, I know he was really close to Randy Moss. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to look that up. Maybe it wasn't. Some I can't remember, but I might be starting rumors. Don't start rumors, please. Don't do that. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. He was he. They were really close, though. Okay. So speaking of head coaches, the first topic we're going to get into, we are going to name some NFL head coaches that are on the hot seat right now. NFL head coaches that have to make some progress this year, or they're going to be out, or what we think my number one coach on this list i'm pretty sure you, i don't know if you're going to disagree or agree with me or not it better not be who i think it is well i i have to say his name I, I'm, I'm afraid not... i'm afraid to say his name because of what happened the last time we discussed oh, this man god have mercy <laughs> bro marvin Lewis is on the hot seat i don't care what you say the man is on the hot seat. I don't care what you say. I don't care what Chris says. I don't care what the owner of the Cincinnati Bengals says. do you have against he this He is man? on the hot seat. 
He hasn't made the playoffs in two years. Two years? In two years. Do you know how long this man's been a head coach? How long do you think Marvin Lewis has been a head coach in this league? 12 years. No longer. For the consecutive with the Bengals? Yes. How long? Yes. 14 years. 16th season. With the same team? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he's been in the league for 16 seasons. He's made seven playoff appearances. That's great. Yeah, but with zero wins. He is 0-7 in playoff appearances. He's 13-18-1 in the past two seasons. If the Bengals don't make the, the playoffs this year, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. He has to, he has to go. What, what do you have against I'm just saying. Man. I'm just saying for this year. We're not, we're not going to do this again. <laughs> we're not going to do this again. If you guys don't understand what we're talking about, we had a heated discussion about whether or not Mar- uh, Marvin Lewis has been a head coach for the Cincinnati Bengals too long. You can check back at some of our, pre- our the previous episodes. We're not going to get that heated in this this episode. I'm just saying he's on the hot seat. Yeah, but there's I mean there's so many more coaches that have to win right now. Other but they than haven't Lewis. they haven't had longer tenures as Marvin Lewis though. Yeah, but they have higher expectations. The Bengals' expectations if they make it to the playoffs that's a that's a win for them. That's kind of like it's kind of like the their, their expectations like, have stayed the same for I don't know how long. Right. So people in Houston can agree with that. Your the expectations is let's just get to the playoffs. Who cares if we win or not? We're just happy with mediocrity. That's just like the Bengals. Bengals, Texans, Bengals, the Texans, Rockets, the, the same thing. <laughs> oh, it's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. You guys don't give a damn about winning championships. You just want to make the playoffs and we, say you beat somebody. We do care about winning championships. Baloney. Okay. But don't, I don't know. Nobody compare, believes that. Don't compare the Bengals to the Texans. Let's lead the Texans out of this. We'll lead, this please One could argue lead. the Bengals have had more success. Have they really? I mean, I'm then just the I said one. How could argue, do you have more success than the Texans when in two playoff appearances versus the Texans we beat you? The only two playoff wins y'all have. Y'all, how many playoff wins y'all have? No, I'm two not saying the three. only ones, but I'm just saying you have the two ones, or three. Two. We have two, two against. I'm just saying we. I thought one was against the Raiders. No, no, there was one against the Raiders and two against the Bengals. Wow, that's impressive. I'm just saying we beat the Bengals that's twice. Impressive. But please, I, I know what you're trying to do here. Let's lead the Texans out of this. Marvin Lewis is on the hot seat. That's all I'm saying. We don't have to. Marvin Lewis, he's, I mean, he's, if they they make the playoffs, he's okay. What would it take to put him on the hot seat? I I think they're going to have to, like, just, they're going to have to really So you're saying he's not on the hot seat right now? I'm not, I think all NFL coaches, no matter what, I think this is a win now type environment, right? Right. I think for what for what they've done for him, what they've tried to do for him, I think they take that into consideration. And he does he need to win? Absolutely, every coach needs to win. But at the end of the day, if he keeps that team competitive and they make it to the playoffs, I don't see you letting. So I don't do see you them think he's on a hot go. seat? He wouldn't be one of the ones I listed. No, I mean the coach for the uh, Dallas DC. Cowboys is on the hot seat. Oh, he's definitely on the hot seat. We're, we'll get to him later. <laughs> just, just let me just the the, the coach for the, the Tennessee Titans. He won last year. He won a playoff game last year. Right? And he got fired immediately afterwards. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying. But I think that How does that happen? Right. But I think You that, know what I'm saying? Is, 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 is this You're right though. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think Snatty, the owner of Snatty is he's just he's okay with mediocrity. That's fine. But if I was the owner of that organization, he would have been gone. We don't have to that's all I got to say. We'll, we'll let that go. We'll let that go. <laughs> If you want to hear the rest of my opinion on that, just go back to the epic, intense Marvin Lewis debate. But yes, 
The second man on the list is definitely the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. He should not be number two on anybody's list. Well, it's not. It's not necessarily a list. I'm not going. Oh. I'm not saying it's a list, but I'm just. He's part of the the coaches that are on the hot seat for sure. I mean, he should be. He should. He, he should be. Uh, I would have fired his ass a long time ago. To be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Why? Why just, would you fire him? He's terrible. He's he's he's. For lack of a better term, like I just feel like he just goes through the motions sometimes. He doesn't know what he wants to do. He really doesn't know what he wants to do. As a third string backup, I mean, as a third string quarterback, he's smart. The dude's really smart. I can't remember where he went to school, Harvard or somewhere like that, mm-hmm. or so I can't remember what, where he went to college. But he's a smart guy. But he's just not head coach material. I think he'd be a great offensive coordinator if he put if he got back into that. Um, I just think that for for the Dallas Cowboys, we don't like mediocrity. We don't. We don't. The fans don't want it. The owner doesn't want it. We need to. And, and we've. And the problem is, unlike the Bengals, we've spent the money to get players. We've built an offensive line that is arguably the best in the NFL. We've been in the situation where we've drafted people, maybe haven't paid as much as we should have on the offensive side of the ball, but he's had a team that should have won some football games, and he's been. I mean, first it was Romo. Now it's. Uh, Garrett, like they're they're making all these excuses for him, and it's not it's not acceptable. Yeah, he's, not as the Cowboys. No, I like to keep on throwing that in there. But this is the seventh season as a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. They have made how many playoff appearances have they made? Do you think three, two, two playoff appearances other under Jason Garrett? Well, yes, okay, and we won one playoff game. Mm. One. That, that's not I mean, acceptable. I do understand that the Cowboys are a, um elite franchise. They do expect championships. So that is very much so unacceptable. The owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, when he brought in Jason Garrett, he made it seem like he was going to be he, – he couldn't wait to bring him, actually. That's what it felt like. Like he couldn't wait to bring him in to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, and it, it made it feel like this guy's going to be the next coming of, I wouldn't necessarily Barry say. Barry Switzer. Yeah, something like that, right. <laughs> well, the only reason I say Barry Switzer is because Jones knew, Jer knew exactly what he was doing. And he got somebody who would come in there and do what he asked him to do, not give him any pushback, uh, and just go through the motions, I think. And that's what it feels like sometimes, just – I mean, I I really like Jason Garrett. I I mean, as a backup quarterback, you knew. I mean, I saw him win some big games with the Cowboys. The uh, one that sticks out my mind, I believe, was Thanksgiving Day. I want to say against the Dolphins, maybe the Giants. But I think it was against the Dolphins. But I mean, like he's just it's whatever Jerry says, and no pushback whatsoever. And I think that's why Jerry was like, hey, he could stick around for a little while because if you get another coach with a backbone then I think there'll be some confrontation, which might be good for the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. But if they don't make it far in the playoffs, you know, this year with the talent they've got, something's got to give. He's one of the big reasons I decided to try a fan free agency because I was like, man, forget this. Jason Garrett. Man, that pisses me off. Him and Bromo. Like, it's just excuse after excuse after excuse after, no, sir. You're too hard on Romo, no, man. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Win some football games. Romo, Win some football Romo, games. Romo was a damn good quarterback. Win some playoff games. Because if you do, I don't care what you do during the regular season. You don't win any playoff games. You, you're no to Romo's defense. What if they would have ruled the non-catch a catch? You would be talking differently about Tony Romo right now. Mm, I would have eased up a little bit. 
depend, depend on what they that was a pretty good football team they had at the time. It was, and they should have if they would have that game shouldn't have been that close. Right. If they would have won that game, who knows what would have happened from then on out. I just think you might have a different perspective on Tony Romo and that Dallas Cowboys team He's in still, general. I saw that dude throw seven footballs like eight rows deep in the stands um to a wide open a wide open Terrell Owens a few uh a few times and Des Bryant. Like no. Thirteen and three and get ousted in your first playoff game player? No, sir. No, sir. I think you're too hard on him. But yeah. anyway. So another coach on this list that I think is in the hot seat, Hugh Jackson is on the hot seat. I mean, the Browns in the win a game last year. They went over sixteen. They're on hard knock hard knocks right now. Very good. Very, very, very good showing. I mean, Hard Docs is really good right now. Yeah, it's, it's always been pretty much entertaining, no matter yeah, what yeah, team they have. Yeah, but this one's special. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he has, he, they have to do something. They have to have a successful season this year. This, I don't think they necessarily have to make the playoffs, but they have to show some progression. They have uh, Tyrod Taylor there. They have uh, uh, Landry there as well. I mean, they have some new additions. I mean, Hugh Jackson has to step it up. I mean, he's almost in the same category with Jason Garrett right now. I don't know if he can, if he's really a head coach. The problem with Hugh Jackson and the Browns is they've kind of built a team, and he's like a lame duck coach to me because I don't think no matter what he does, I don't think he'll be back. I no really matter what he does, no matter what he does, playoff appearance. I don't think one they bring win him back because they know that if if he can get that out of this team, what mm-hmm. can another top tier coach do yeah. with a team like that and then with everything that's going on i mean i haven't I haven't seen the recent updates uh but everything else going on in ohio and coaches and college coaches and things like that i can yeah. i can see somebody else taking over there and and making a difference and, yeah. and bringing back the glory days of of the browns if they had really glory days you know talking about bernie kozar as a quarterback back in those Biner. Ernest Biner. Yeah. yeah, those were the glory days. I used to hate the Browns and the Oilers. <laughs> but they do have a, a new GM up there as well. Um, I think it's John Dorsey is a GM up there right now. Uh I think he's kind of I think you're right. He's gonna give Hugh Jackson this year, and it may not matter what he does, he's gonna want to bring in his guy to be the head coach of the organization. So I I do agree with you. Unless the Browns somehow miraculously Make it to the Super Bowl, Hugh Jackson. This this is going to be his final year as a Browns head coach. Yeah. I, I I agree with you on that. I think with with Urban Meyer's fate um, in the balance today, uh, depending on what comes out of this, and if he knew this or not, with the way that our environment is and society is right now, if he can get fired but come out of this without any serious serious allegations, I think you're looking at the next coach of the Cleveland Browns because no other college is going to hire him. Just telling you. Wow. Just being, I'm just, you heard it here first. Mm. Yeah. That would be quite interesting. That would be very, he's not going to get a college job. He's <laughs> you not. You don't think so? No. No. But if Sarkeesian and everybody else can, you know, have some hiccups and then make it back um, into the NFL, I mean, they keep him in Ohio and I think he becomes the the golden boy. I think I might jump on that bandwagon and agree with you on that one. It's going to be interesting. So my next head coach on this list, the head coach of the Washington Redskins, Jay Gruden. This will be his fifth season as the Redskin head coach. One playoff appearance. I guess he finally has a quarterback he wants. That organization did not treat Kirk Cousins like they actually wanted him to be the quarterback there. The Redskins have to make the playoffs this year. 
Uh, if they don't, I think Jay Gruden's probably going to be fired as the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Well, the bad part about it is, or I guess the good part about it is, Greg Olson is the offensive coordinator in Oakland. And if Jay Gruden doesn't do well, well, he we know he's got somebody in Oakland that will hire him. Mm. Uh, to be an, And I could see him being like, you know what, forget this. Like, I'll just go coach under my brother, not have to have all this pressure under me, regroup, and then maybe I get another head coaching job after I bring the Raiders back to prominence because he'll have a great opportunity to do so. I mean, Greg Olson, I feel bad for him because he's a quarterback's coach, and I believe Jay Gruden is as well. But I think if John Gruden has a chance to hire his brother to work for him, he ain't going to let his brother be without a job. Oh, no, he's not. And whatever he does in Oakland is golden, so I could see him easily, easily Mm -hmm. hiring his brother, making him an assistant head coach or something like that, Um, and then both of them – you know, doing things, big things uh, in Oakland. So I don't think that – I think he's on the hot seat, but he's kind of one of those that's got, you know, ace of spades in his back pocket because he's going he's gonna to have a job. Yeah, it's kind of similar to what Buddy Ryan's sons Absolutely, did. smart. They were – was it the last team he coached was at, the, uh, Jets. the Jets, and he was the defensive coordinator. It was actually – that was a mess. Yeah, it was a hot mess. <laughs> it was a hot mess. But similar situation, they fired him in his previous job. Was it the Cowboys? That he was the Rob defensive, Ryan? yeah, Maybe. Rob Ryan. He I think made. it was the Cowboys. They let him go, so he joined his brother. But That's um, a terrible hire. Yeah, Rob Ryan has never ever been a good defensive coordinator. His brother, yes, but not Rob. But yeah, those are my head coaches right there that I think are on the hot seat. Um, there are a couple of more. Those are the the main four that you have to look at as being on the hot seat. I will say something about Bill O'Brien. He's not on the hot seat. Oh, my God. He's not. How come he, he's not? How come he's seat? not? Give me a break. He's not on the hot seat right Why? now. Why? He finally, he has a quarterback he wants in Deshaun Watson. Regardless of what you say, not much is really expected of this Houston Texan team. If they, if they have a bad year this year, though, next year, yes, Bill O'Brien will be on the hot seat. But Boy. this year, but this year, I do not think Bill O'Brien's on the hot seat. You're crazy. You are. You. He needs to be on the hot seat. I agree. I. I think he needs to be, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he is. If he has a subpar season this year, he's they don't, no one's gonna get rid of him. He's still gonna be the head coach next year. There's there's no pressure. What subpar? If he has a if if they finish, look, they can have a they can just stink the whole season, which I just don't think is gonna happen anyway. They're not gonna stink, right? But if if they finish uh, the season seven they, and nine, seven <laughs> and nine, he's coming back next year. He's not – they're not going to let him go. Deshaun Watson has talked for Bill O'Brien. That's his guy. He wants – That's his head coach. What do you expect him to I'm do? I'm just saying. I'm just saying that's who he wants to be the head coach of this football team. That gives him extra time to do so. This will be the first real season where they can mesh the whole year. This is his first real season where we know for sure that we have a starting quarterback going into the season. If they have a subpar season – he will be back next year. It's just that simple. I, I no. <laughs> that's, that's what I hear. Homer hey. Simpson over here. Like, you can hey. call you can call me Homer you want. That's okay, it's, Homer. That's just the truth. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Bill O'Brien fan. Okay? I'm really not. I can't tell. I'm not. When in, when on this podcast have you heard me praise Bill O'Brien? That's why I'm shocked to hear you saying this right now. Me personally, he should be on the hot seat. The talent he has. Barney injury, this is a playoff team. 
So he's gonna get a he's just gonna get a a pass every season for injuries. I'm just saying every season we're making excuses every season. So then you need to I mean you need to get on management to build a better roster. Name the to, quarterbacks he's had beside Deshaun Watson. Does this to defend him a little bit? Name the quarterbacks he's had. Man, y'all had Savage. (laughs) (laughs) You said Tom Savage and Beast in the same sentence. Brandon Whedon. Oh gosh, monsters, killers. Y'all had killers over here. Killers. (laughs) Give me a break, bro. Give me a break. Didn't y'all have Fitzpatrick? Who did y'all have? Did y'all have Fitzpatrick? We had Fitzpatrick for a minute. Beast. Nah, I want to say he was a beast. (laughs) You're going too far on that. But the, the the quarterbacks that he's had before getting to Sean Watson, you can't expect those quarterbacks to lead you to a, a pl- playoff. How many years has he and been even, here? And even when we had Brock Osweiler. How many years has he been here? Uh, Bill O'Brien, I want to say about maybe four years maybe. Maybe. I don't know for sure. Four, five Off years. Off the top of my head. Something like that. But even he has won a playoff game with Brock Osweiler. There you go. Settling for mediocrity. You and all these damn Texans fans. Just, like, just please stop poo pooing on the Texans and the fans. He's been Let a head. He's been a head coach since 2014. All right, so that's four years. Yeah, this will be five. Yeah, so this will be his fifth year into it. Um, let me tell you some about Texans fans. We have the best fans in the stop, world. Stop. The Texans stop. fans are the best oh fans in the world. My. Oh, shout out to my Texans fans right there. Cavs on parade, baby. Best fans. Like, like in the I world. like I told my Texans fans, my my Rocket fans. My Texas fans. Fair, fair weather. You only have to deal with Trey until we win. Okay? Just just, just stick with us, my <laughs> listeners. Just stick with it. Because I know he hates a lot. I don't hate. They're my side oh, piece. Oh, God. I, the Texans are my side piece. You are the number one hater in I'm the world. I'm not. I'm yes, not a are. hater. I, you, you I, are, like, I like the Texans. You They're are fans the definition on the other hand. of a hater. Their fans, on the other hand, fair weather as could be. I could probably roll up to, I could probably roll up to the ticket booth and get like nice seats game day. That's how fickle fans are. They're winning. Watch out. The best things about Texans games are the tailgates. Outside of that, man, you got I got I know Texans fans that can't name three Texans. <laughs> <laughs> they can't name three. Okay, maybe they can. They can't name yeah, four. They definitely they can't can name they, four. They, yes, they can. They can't yes, name they four. Can. Yes, they can. They can't name you, four. You're not a Texas fan, so you don't know. You don't uh, man, know. Man, I try. I know. I know. I know Texans. They're your fans. side piece. I yeah, my side you to piece. Know. I give them a little love. They don't want you to be their <laughs> We could do without you. So we're going to stick to the um, NFL. They have a new rule that had, they have implemented, the helmet rule, lowering your head uh, for a tackle. Oh, man. This is bad. It's not bad. I think it's terrible. It's not bad. And you're asking the wrong person because being a former quarterback myself and understanding, you know, the dangers of playing that position – and people just, you know, teeing off on you with with as much concussion talk. We've talked about that in depth on this program. Um, I, I I think they need to watch out for those players. They absolutely have to. No, no, no. No one's saying they so shouldn't watch out up. for them. Pick your head up. Is it really that simple? Yes, it's that simple. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. Now, yes, I'm, it not is. I'm not going to sit here and say that I've played professional football and tried to tackle someone. Okay. I have never done that. Thanks to my parents, I could not play football <laughs> in high school because they were afraid I would get hurt. But based on what I've seen and how these players go out there and try to tackle other players, they are always lowering their head. I mean, this 
I think it's it's damn near impossible. Right. You so there's this I've heard heard it from many a coaches and and even in my coaching, I would tell kids the same thing as well. It's it's hard. You really can't hit what you can't see, right? So if your eyes aren't up and your head's not up, it's really, really hard uh to hit somebody and not injure you or them. And I think with all this concussion talk and the injuries, not just concussions, I'm talking about spinal injuries and neck injuries and stuff like that, these guys need to go about doing this the right way because the only thing we're going to find is that more cases, like two Texans got knocked out of the game Mm -hmm. because of concussions. And I I know I understand that that's technically part of the game, but there's some of the stuff that these players can eliminate by just doing things the right way. So there was a penalty called on, um, I think it was the Vikings, the Vikings, Uh, Mr. Williams was, was, was Williams. The tackle looked like it was textbook. So my question is, if a textbook tackle is going to be called a penalty, then how are these NFL players supposed to tackle? Are they going to drop kick players now? <laughs> I, mean, I haven't seen I haven't seen a clear video of it, but I'll be honest with you. When I saw some people tag me in the post on it, I couldn't see where it was bad. But I was looking at a replay of a replay. Right. So I'm looking for the NFL broadcast version of that play. So I'm sure I'll see it on uh, TV tonight or somewhere on NFL Network because I'm sure this is going to be a hot topic. But if his head was lowered and he went to go hit a quarterback, I think the NFL is looking out for their players. They got to. I don't have a problem for the NFL looking after their players. Safety first. I agree with that 110%. But I think it almost comes to a point to where. If you're trying to make the game too safe, you're putting other players in danger, especially on the defensive side of the ball. If you are playing the game and, you know, you play flag football, the game, it goes by really, really fast, like real fast. So you got to make a split second decision on what you're going to do. And within that split second, if you're thinking about whether I should put my head down or do this or do that, I mean, that, that could cause more damaged than good for the defensive play on the other side. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the problem is this starts at an early age, man. And I've seen so many, you know, youth football games where those ooh hits, the ones that make everybody go ooh, and the ones that were being shown on ESPN as the top ten hits and stuff like that. Like back in the day, uh, there was one that just comes to mind where it was um, Christian Okoye and Steve Atwater. Mm. Uh, that was just mm. – Man, like, you know, I hate that film. You know, I'm, 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 you know, Nigerian. And, you know, he was, he was Nigerian called Nigerian Nightmare. Nightmare. And every time I said, like, damn, Christian, you yeah. he got, he got, whew, he got rocked. Yeah. And, but I, I think about plays like that and these old drills that coaches used to do. And if you're listening to this, you play football and you've heard of the Oklahoma drill and you've heard of like bull in the ring and stuff like that. Back in the day, we never thought twice about doing those types of drill. It was just the way that it was. And we played with inferior equipment. Um, coaches who knew what they were doing, uh, I think. Uh, and now you go back and you do some of those things. That might be child abuse, you know, to do mm. some of those dr- drills, to be honest with you. But these guys have to protect themselves because I don't think you can continue to let these guys hit the way that they're hitting and lead with the crown of the helmet. It, I don't know if you know this, but on the back of the NFL helmet, there's a sticker in, uh, of all helmets. And it'll tell you this is not to be used as a weapon. It's not to use the crown of this helmet. It's, some, it's like they to- they tell you that. It's on the helmet. And it tells you not to do that. And people do it. And But then uh, we can't continue to let, let you do this well, the, the, without penalizing you. And then you come back and sue us. Right. But the two plays in particular that I saw 
where the penalty was called, I felt like that does not deserve to be a penalty. Because the ones what, I saw, because that's what you're used to seeing. I can't. No, I can't but, vouch for but, but they did not lower their head though. Okay, that that I've got to that I've got to see. I can. So I just, I just think there's too much now. I couldn't find a close enough version of that to see it to be able to determine. To to form an opinion on that, because I was like, man, because I, I, I honestly, I, honestly, I was like, damn, that looked clean to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I didn't see it. Uh, it looked like even his helmet was to the side, but that was the version that I saw. I don't know, I don't know. But if you if he lowered his helmet, and the crown of his helmet hit the guy, then it's a penalty according to the new rules, and I think it needs to remain that way. Let me tell you what uh, Richard Sherman posted on Twitter about the whole new the new rule. There is no make adjustment to the way you tackle. Even in a perfect form tackle, the body is led by the head. The rule is idiotic and should be dismissed immediately. When you watch rugby players tackle, they are still led by their head. We will be flag football soon. Those are the comments I, from I, Richard I, I like the fact that they say we'll be flag football soon. I want to see it. So uh, you can play? So you can play Absolutely. Making a comeback. <laughs> making a comeback. Uh, I just can't. I just, I mean, I don't. the rule itself, man, I mean, I don't know, because uh, in, in, on the on the replays that I saw, I didn't see him leading with his helmet. I didn't see. I mean, that looked like a version of the hawk tackling to me. Um, the hawk tackling is a tackling they use in rugby. Se- Seattle Seahawks are very well known for it, and with the new machines and things like that, most teams are tackling that way now. Uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I really wouldn't have a problem with the rule if in these preseason games when those officiated, they didn't call those penalties. I'd be like, okay, those aren't plays worth being penalized for so unless i see someone actually lower their head and they're trying to um, initiate contact with their helmet upon another player i don't understand how those those plays were called or penalties but if i'm not mistaken the penalty that was called against the the vikings was not for lowering his head or leading with the crown of his helmet. it was was roughing the passer from the passer which means he tried to what the referee's interpretation was which I mean, every time a referee throws a flag, mm-hmm. f- depending on where you're at, 50% of the people are going to be happy, 50% of the people are going to be pissed off, one or the other. And if you're at a home team or if you're at Lambeau Field or Cowboy Stadium, you're going to probably be 70-30 or 60-40, whatever. But what they called on that, if I'm not mistaken, was he felt they felt like they drove the, he drove the quarterback into the ground. A.J. McCarron's out right now because he tore his clavicle. Tony Romo, that happened to him several times. And I want to say the same thing happened to Aaron Rodgers last year. It did. It did. Um, but that, that's sort of new rule. They're saying part of new rule is coming from that particular play with Aaron Rodgers. Right. So, so and if you look at that play, towards the end, he kind of, like, I think once that shoulder goes and that elbow comes up, because that's what you're trying to do, I mean, tackle the guy and take him to the ground. You don't have to shove the guy into the ground. No, I agree with that. And well, I think I think that's what the issue was, and it wasn't leading with the crown of the helmet. At least that's what I think. I got to I gotta look a little bit further into that, because he definitely with his helmet. But slamming the quarterback into the ground – he might I don't have, think he, he might I, don't, have done I don't think it was that egregious. I could tackle you without that moment those elbows go up in the air like this. Mm-hmm. That's showing you you're pushing him. You're literally throwing him into the earth. The earth ain't moving. The earth is undefeated. Well, it's, it's not moving. Man, there, there's this. There, there are too many rules. They need to simplify the catch rule. Number one, they need to simplify that, and they need to simplify. I know you're looking out for player safety. And I, I don't want quarterbacks to be, you know, dug into the ground or they, they shouldn't be tackled below the knees or anything like that. I think for the quarterbacks, there has to be special rules for them because for the most part, they're standing stationary and, you know, they, they put themselves in danger besides, you know, wide receivers coming in the middle 
also they put themselves in a lot of danger too as well. But I just think there's there's too many rules in place. NFL's got to protect their money, man. They got to and, and you know as well as I do, quarterbacks, offenses, uh, scoring. That's what fantasy football. That's what makes this game exciting. And that's what makes them the most money. And you can't mess that up. The NFL is not going to be fun if Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, if those guys are not playing, that's not exciting. I'm just being honest with you. Dak Prescott, you know. <laughs> Don't throw Dak Prescott in there. <laughs> if those guys aren't playing. Just fine without Dak if Prescott. those guys aren't playing, people, people, I mean, that's not, that's not going to be fun. Yeah, somebody will step in and take their place, but it's not fun. They got to protect that money. I get it. It's a business. It is. It is. Okay. So let's transition here to the National Basketball Association. Laker Nation. Why did I know you were going to say that? We back. So who are the top five scores in the NBA today? That's hard. I mean, I, I, think, that's, I think that's really, really hard. Uh, I have a list. I have a list too, but I, I, I think it's really, really hard. If I had to, if I had to start with number five... It's it was hard. I'm just gonna say it was hard, but I'm just gonna throw. I'm just gonna say it. But Anthony Davis would be number five for me. Number five? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was. I was torn between him and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo is who I have at number five. I, I, I was torn between both of them, and I put Anthony Davis at number five just because of what he could do, what mm-hmm. he's able to do. Um, and if that guy can catch fire in the post, mm-hmm. mid range, he's even got mm-hmm. a little three point shot on now. He runs the floor very, very well. Uh, I think he's one of the bright mm. young stars in the NBA. Giannis is my number five. Um, he's called the Greek freak for a reason. He can run the floor too. He's he's kind of similar to Anthony Davis and had the post game that Anthony Davis has. I'd like to see his three point percentage compared right, to right. Davis. No, no, I understand that too. But even with that, he has enough tools and and and, and moves to where it's like if he does get that three point shot or a jumper installed in that. I mean. And I'm not mm. sure Anthony Davis' three-point percentage is that is that high, but I'm comfortable with him. I'm more comfortable with him taking the three-pointer versus onto the Kumpo. And no, I might, I, that no. might be that might not be any right. might be any truth right, to that whatsoever. Right. But it's, it's a toss-up. You you, yeah. don't, you never know. But I, I kind of agree with you there. I do think that Anthony Davis, you would if you had to bet on someone running a three-point contest, I would go Anthony Davis. But uh, as far as with Giannis, he has continued to improve as far as scoring year by year when he first got into the league his rookie year he averaged about seven points a game that went up to about 13 points a game 17 22.9 now he's averaging about 26.9 points a game that's tied for third with Damian Leonard so I don't see him digressing at all he's just going to continue to improve his game is if you watch him play his game is still kind of raw so if he can just get all those tools together, oh man, he's 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 already a beast. But this is going to be even more scary if he's able to get everything formulated together. Yeah, I think that's going to be um, that's going to be interesting. And for the record, Anthony Davis has shoot last year shot like thirty four percent from three point range, and Giannis shot about thirty percent. So he, mm. he, I don't know what the attempts were, but Davis to me is just as an all around scorer. Mm. I just don't. I mean, that's scary. I have I, mean, I have Davis up, fifty. I have him at number four. I have yeah. Anthony Davis at number four. Really? Yeah, I have him at number four. I mean, as far as everybody on my list, he probably has 
the best post game. So if you he does by far, but so if right. you have him at number four, then somebody on my list you can't have. Right. Um. So and I I already know who you probably don't have, which is a damn shame. And this should we'll not see. be public. This should not. This damn podcast should not go public if you don't have this person on your list. That's terrible. So Anthony Davis number four. That's I, my four goes to this dude we all know and some of y'all love named Jimmy Harden. I don't know who that is, sir. Jimmy Harden. Who is that? He wears number 13 for the Houston Rockets. Can you give him some credit? Since he's a top five scorer, can you at least call him by his name? His name is Jimmy. His name is Jimmy Harden. All right, fine. Fine. James Harden. Thank you, sir. Hand claps for you. (laughs) James Harden is number, number four as a scorer only because I think that he is very, in my opinion, he's very one-dimensional in that if he and he's one of those streaky shooters where if he's hot he's hot if he's not he's not and if he's not getting that sweep through offensive foul flopping call all the every time i don't i'm not i'm not worried about him and then i think he lacks the killer instinct of the people that i ranked above him because if he he's missing he's hot or he's not Mm -hmm. one or the other and i don't know another player on this list that's going to go 0 for 21 don't know it Especially not in the playoff game. James Harden is ranked number three on my list. Oh, my God. He led the league in scoring last year at 30.4. He is the reigning MVP. He is, out of everybody I named on this list, he is the shortest individual there. Some of his moves are just unbelievable. Unsolved. What's unbelievable about that? I cannot I believe you. You have him at number four. Have him number three. That's not a no. A big, that means you left somebody off this list who's dude, a much better I, score. Did I leave him off the yeah. list? Or did you leave him off the list? You left somebody off this list who's mm, mm, mm. anyway. James Harden is number three on my list. Dope. He's a dynamic score. You are th- this. And when his shot is on, when, when his three point shot is on, he's unstoppable. And when it's off, he's it's it's a mockery of what it looks like. Are we not speaking positively of these players? We are speaking positively. Did you say anything negative about Giannis? No. Did you say anything negative about... I said his three-point shooting is not where it needs to be. I think Anthony... That's why I left him off the list. Because he's not... He's a score... I mean, he can score, but he can't score at the pace that these other cats can score at. So that's the guy you left off your list is Giannis? No. You left somebody off your list that's a damn... I want to chunk this cup at you is what I want to do. Where do you have Anthony Davis at number five? Number five. James Harden number four. Yeah. So Giannis is on your list. No. So you left him off, that's what I off said. the list. That's what I said. Yeah, but he shouldn't be on the list. Who's your number two, sir? No, I mean, three. your three. Who's your number three? Number three is the best, the best shooter this league has ever seen. Oh, get the hell out of here. Bro. Has unlimited he is, range. He is not a top five He has scorer. unlimited range and I want to say a two-time MVP. Huh? He is not a top five scorer what in this league. What are you talking about? How come? How how come he's not? Name one player you've ever seen with range like that. Because we're talking about scoring. So basically, you have is Giannis in your top five? No, he's, not. he's six. But is he, he's sixth. He's okay. six. I guess I would put him at number six. You're talking about Steph Curry, right? I hope that's who you're talking yes, about. Yes, Steph and Curry. Because we never know what you you might be talking about. No, Steph and Curry, else. the the greatest three point shooter ever. The great, arguably, probably the best shooter we've ever seen. He's not top five, though, sir. You're out your damn mind. How he's can not. he not be? He's not. How? How many MVPs has he won? 
That doesn't make you the, the best. Well, that was why you. Did, that's what scorer. you led off. That's what you led off with Jimmy. That's what. That's what you. I led didn't with. lead off that. You did lead I, off with I that. I led off you with like that. MVP. He is a thirty. He averaged thirty points per game last year. That's what I led off with. Steph Steph Curry was even a top five scorer last year because he's because now he's got more help on his team now. He didn't have to be that guy. Even on a team with all stars, he shot. He scored twenty six points a game and shot fifty percent from the field. That's ridiculous. He's not top five. And he averaged 30 points a game two seasons ago before Durant got there and shot over 50% from the field. You don't get much that better was than then. that. That with, was then. With the number of attempts that he was At taking. At that time, yes, he was a top five scorer. You're but, about to have Yeti but, upside your forehead. <laughs> if I didn't have but this now that, here. But now that Giannis has developed his game, Giannis has uh, surpassed him. He's going to surpass him. So Giannis is a better scorer. A scorer. Not an all-around player. Giannis... Antetokounmpo. Yeah, and that's, and that's what we're talking about, too. Is a better score we're than Stephen Curry. We're talking about scores. Scorers. Okay? If you give... Now, don't get me wrong. Steph Curry is a phenomenal scorer. He's number six on my list. But if you have a player, and they are being guarded by the best defensive player in the land, I would think that Giannis would score... No. More times than no, Steph sir. Curry would. No, sir. So let me ask you this. Your team is down by 12 going in the fourth quarter. Who would you rather have taken the shots to get your team back in the game? Steph, and Curry, Steph Curry or Giannis onto the Giannis. Game? Boy, stop. Boy, stop. It has to be Giannis. You're smoking that. Boy. It has to be And Giannis. I love Giannis. I love Giannis. Do you really? I do. I really do. But I'm not a homer. How am I being a homer? How could you? He's the greatest. But how about being a homer? Him being the greatest shooter ever should automatically put him as one of the top scorers. Period. You have a number three, right? Yeah. No, I can't. I can't do yeah, it. Smoke. Boy. I can't do it. Whoo! You, you, know, you, you, you have to. Really do, know you have to. Do, you have to do more than shoot to be a phenomenal. What if, you, what if you shoot and make it? What if you shoot fifty? What if you make fifty percent of your shots? What if you do that? Is Ray Allen one of the greatest scorers of all time? Ray Allen didn't shoot at this clip. Ray Allen was a, he was a good shooter. He though. was a deadly shooter, but he didn't score. He didn't average as many points as Steph. I'm just saying, though, Steph is a great do shooter. You know, do you know that? If you want to give me a list of the greatest shooters in the league today, Steph Curry is definitely. Do you know top that five. Steph Curry makes 48 percent of his shots in the and, and since he's come, since he's earned a starting spot, I shouldn't say earned a starting spot, but since he's coming to his own and he's learned the NBA game, he's not averaged less than 23 points a game. That's fine. Do you want tell me to bring, did did you tell what Giannis has done? Stats? He has improved year by year. This is not just if, if you're talking about an accumulation since they've been in the league, then I will give it to you. But we're talking about going into the next season. Giannis is a top five scorer. He averaged twenty six point nine points last year. More than Steph Curry As averaged. The man. As the man, the number one option on your team. No other all-stars, no nothing like that. Number three in the league. You're number one. You're the number one. You are the go-to option on your team. And you average 26.9. Mm-hmm. And Steph Curry is not that guy. He has to share the ball with but other that, people. But that, I mean, okay, that's fine. That doesn't mean anything to me. It should. It doesn't mean it anything It should to mean me. something to you. And he acts, he, Giannis averaged 26.9. And mm-hmm. Steph averaged 26.4. He still averaged more than <laughs> Steph Curry. He averaged more than Steph Curry. 
That's what he did. Oh, man. You are something else. You are boy, 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 boy. Mm-mm-mm. Besides handles and shot, that's the only two things that he has over Giannis. You know, you better, you, we better end the segment before that, I find this stat. That's the only thing he has over Giannis. You better end this segment before I find this stat because we have I'm, yet to name our top two. Well, we, we, that, that's a given. Those Is it really? Yeah, they, those have to be a given. He averaged 26.4 points on 30, playing 32 minutes and 8.4 shots a game. 8.4. Mm-hmm. 8.4 shots a game, 26.4 points, mm-hmm. 32 minutes a game. And granted, he only played 51 games. Right. If you had to guess, hearing those numbers, what do you think Giannis was at? Just go ahead and tell me, sir. 26.9 points a game. He took one and a half shots more per game. That's not a big difference. And played five. What do you mean that's not a big One and a half shots more? Yeah, he averaged 9.9 shots. Okay, that's that's just one more shot. And he played five more. And and at Steph's pace, Steph is averaging more points than him. It's, It's still not. Look. Steph would be averaging more points for him. And and Giannis played five more minutes a game. Okay, look, look, look. We're really, you have Giannis number six, right? Yes. Okay, and I have Steph number six. It's really not that big of a difference. It is that big of a difference. It's not you, that big you, of a difference. It really isn't. Giannis is a top five scorer in my eyes. It's really not that oh, big wait, of a difference. I take that back. I take that back. Uh, Giannis averaged 18.7 attempts. Sorry, mm. because I know we got some some picky listeners out there. Uh, you got the right information, sir. Yes. Giannis averaged 18.7 shots a game. Steph averaged. Giannis just made one more, one and a half more shots a game. Steph averaged 16.9. So two, he was okay, averaging two, two more two. shots a game. Yeah, that did kind of sound weird. He said yeah. eight. I was like, he was, and, and those were his mates. Those okay, were his okay. mates. So, but, but so Steph, Giannis took about 18 shots per game. And 19. 19, and Steph took about 17. 17. Okay, okay, that's fine. And so at 50% mm-hmm. shooting clip, which is what Steph does, he's averaging one and a half points. About, I mean, he's he averaging more points. <laughs> I think we're I'm debating saying, apples and oranges here. I really do. Because you can't leave that man off any top five list out there. I think right now at this point in Giannis's career, you cannot leave him out the top five in scoring as well. Now, if you're talking about an accumulation of their careers, I just mentioned Steph, last year's stats. I didn't mention anything else. And last year, Giannis is in the same category with Steph Curry as a scorer. Then you got to take Jimmy out. You, you can't take Jimmy out. Yeah, you, you can. just can't. Yeah. As far as look, as far as the people I have in this top five, their overall offensive games is better than Steph Curry. Just, just that plain and simple. I don't care what you say. If you because because of Steph Curry's <laughs> because of Steph Curry's height, if you give Steph Curry, don't get me wrong, Steph Curry's a clutch basketball player. But I would in the closing seconds of the basketball game, I would take these five men above Steph Curry. Oh, did I just hear you say? With a straight face. Yes, with a straight as all you know at face. That James, Jimmy Harden. Yes. His overall game is better than Steph Curry. Yes. What? Yes, sir. Okay, so help me handle this. So help me, help me with this. His handles? Is Jimmy's handles better? Did you answer the Yes, it's a yes or no question. Are Jimmy Harden's. It's a tie. <laughs> Did you not see what he did last year? Did you not see what James Harden did last year? Hold on. Hold on. This is. Ooh. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Okay. So. Okay. So it's a tie. Their handles are the same. Mm -hmm. Is 
Jimmy's three-point shooting no, better? No, it's not. It's not better. Okay. Jimmy's three-point shooting is not better. Is Jimmy's better. defense better? We're not talking about defense. We're talking about scoring. This is what I, you I, said overall. Oh, you said okay. overall. I meant, I meant overall scoring-wise. Mm. No, 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 no. But don't get me. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Steph Curry's not a great defender either. He's better than Jimmy. I'm not debating that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying he, so, Steph Curry's so not a great defender. Going to the I'm rack. talking about overall scoring. Going go, to the going to the, going to the basket, going to take Jimmy over Steph? Hell yeah. No. You're crazy. No. You're crazy. No way. When's the last time you've seen Steph, Steph Curry loaded. dunk on anybody? I'm not. Jimmy don't dunk. Jimmy dunked all over a, a green in hey, the playoff man, series. The sun shines on a dog's ass twice a no, day. No, he dunks a lot. No, he, he don't dunk Get out of here, enough. bro. Get out of he here, bro. He don't dunk enough. This is a continue of the hating that you do for James Harden. I like That's Jimmy. A, no, you don't. I do. You don't like James Harden. I do like you Jimmy. Don't. You don't. You can hate all you want. You can hate all you want. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I if you want to hate on James Harden, that's fine. But and I'm not even hating on uh, Steph Curry. I think he's a phenomenal scorer. I just have to give it to Jan. If it was if this was last year, are you in a year before that? Are you before that? Steph Curry would be a top five. And it, it wasn't. It wasn't I wasn't, I'm not saying it like it was easy for me to, to leave him out. It took a minute for me to leave him out. I just think that Giannis is trending up. And like we said, if Giannis develops a jump shot. Giannis you know is going to be moving up in this in this uh, I, I agree, uh, category. Jimmy's the one that will be the one to go first. Get get out of here, man! I, I know you don't like James Harden, but get I out do. Here. I do like Jimmy. Can I name the number one, number two player? There's on my no. List? If, if I'm just telling you this much, if I number one and number two ain't the same, this they table might is not get flipped be. over. They might not this be. We don't agree on much. We don't agree on much. I'm just telling you right now. Just I'm with a dead serious. If number one and number two ain't the same, and in the exact order. It's going to be some furniture moving around up in here. Look. Okay. Number two on my list for the top five scorers in the NBA is the newest member of the LA Lakers. Okay. LeBron good. James. All right. All right. As long as no, we- don't all right me. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I want to say something different, ain't nothing going to happen to me, sir. That's what I thought. That's but what- uh, <laughs> I, I actually think LeBron James is, is underrated as a scorer. For some odd reason, I don't think he's underrated. No, oh, please. People, people have been poo pooing on him as a scorer for a long time now. For the same reason, for for some very people valid think reasons. That, okay, now some people think that James Harden is a better scorer than LeBron no, James. They are. They live in Houston. Their phone number again: seven one three or eight three two. Some people think that Steph Curry is a better scorer than LeBron no, James. No, that's crazy. I'm just saying. Well, that, and at times I think Steph Curry takes. Um, what the offense is, I mean, I'm sorry, what the defense is giving more. LeBron James' biggest knock, and the reason I have him at number he does two. the same thing. Instead of number one, no, he doesn't. He takes what the, give, the Let defense me tell you gives something. him. Let me tell you something, brother. LeBron James takes what the defense there gives him. There is not a player alive right now that we know of that can stand for the LeBron James. When no, LeBron, none, Le, none. So when LeBron James wants to score, mm-hmm. There's nobody that could stop him. Right. And then that's why he's number two on this list. Exactly. But if that man did what he if, – if if even if they cut five or six minutes off his playing time and let him just go balls to the wall for the amount of time that he goes to play, I think that there wouldn't be a conversation about who's the greatest player to ever played this game. This is the problem with LeBron James. He's almost in no man's land. He is the greatest overall player that I've ever seen in a basketball court. And what that means is he can do – the most things of the basketball that I've ever seen in my life. So he has different options. Kobe Bryant, I bring Kobe Bryant up. He's a great basketball player. He's a tremendous scorer. Definitely a top five. Definitely a top five scorer of all time. There's no doubt about that. And he was so good at scoring, he didn't even want to pass the ball. Like that wasn't an option for him. 
he's going to score at will. He could pass the ball if he wanted to, but that wasn't going to happen. LeBron James is such a good passer. That is a weapon in his repertoire. He has to use it, and he uses it damn well. So can I, tell, can I ask you something? And, and I'm so glad you brought Kobe up because I was going to bring it up if you didn't. What's the biggest knock on LeBron James right now uh, in his legacy? What's his biggest knock? The championships. The championships. What Kobe Bryant did that LeBron James didn't do is take the matter into his own hands and you're going, you're either going to win with me or we're going down. One of the two. So that worked well enough for that man to win or help win back to back to back championships in 2000, 2001, 2002, and then make it to three consecutive NBA finals again in the Western Conference, winning two out of those three. That's the difference between LeBron James and Kobe Bryant to me. Had Kobe Bryant had LeBron James' athleticism, size, that's one thing. If if LeBron James could get Kobe Bryant's mentality, if, if Kobe could just spend a little bit of time in his head and say, listen, do what it takes to win this basketball game. Forget the re- if we're going to lose, we want our best player taking the shots and losing these game fours. Not, oh, if he wouldn't have passed, if he wouldn't. No, 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 no. LeBron, you're a Laker now. Be great. Do whatever it takes to win this basketball game. If Lonzo Ball gets three shots, he gets three shots. I'd rather see LeBron James taking those shots than Lonzo anyway. In LeBron James's career, he has taken too much of the heat. And I say that because I've never seen a player of his caliber not have a team really built around him. Now, hold on, hold on, let me, let me finish. If you, if you look at the Golden State Warriors, for instance, that team, the way they play basketball, they play basketball the right way, and they have the talent. That's what part of what makes them unbeatable. LeBron James has to do everything. This last team that he took to the NBA Finals, that team was hot garbage. Even if LeBron did what you said, Took it to the rack every single possession. That's what he did against I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Took it to the rack every single possession. They still lose that series. The only way he has an opportunity to win that series, and this is what they talked about, other players on your team have to step up. Nobody did that. LeBron takes too much heat for stuff he cannot control. Well, I... I as far as... I know we're trying to kind of get off of topic here, but... That's just how I feel about LeBron James and his legacy. Yeah, but he's got to, he's got to, that comes with the territory for one. Mm-hmm. But for two, I mean, think about it. He's not really been able to keep many superstars to go with him. Unlike, unlike LeBron, Steph got very, got superstars, not people past their prime. They, he got people wanting to go. To get Boogie Cousins to go for pennies on the dollar, to get Kevin Durant to say, you know what, forget it. I'll put my ego aside. I'll put my pride. To get Klay Thompson to say, this is where I want to be, to come out and say that, Draymond Green player, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. That's not normal. But, Le- that's- but LeBron has not, I mean, there's not, you, can, you can't really tell me many players that have played with LeBron James, and I'm hoping this changes with the Lakers, who have gotten better under his tutelage. I have not seen that that much. And I mean, for Kyrie Irving to be like, nah, man, I got to get out of here. Like for him to be like that, Something's not right, and I'm at not, some point I'm in time, even... you gotta. I mean, I, I I like LeBron. I don't hate on LeBron James. I think he's the greatest small forward to ever play the game. But at some point in time, your leadership has to come into play. You got to just say, you know what? Come on, this is my team, and this is the way it's going to be. And I think people follow with that. I'm not going to disagree with everything you just said right now. Part of the blame does go directly on LeBron James as far as his leadership ability and stuff like that. But when you talk about people's legacy, luck is involved in that as well. Of course. LeBron has not been as lucky as Kobe Bryant. He has not been as lucky as Michael Jordan. 
he has not been as lucky as Magic Johnson. Michael Jordan does not win six championships without a head coach like Phil Jackson. It doesn't happen. You can say all you want to, no, I love but that, that doesn't happen. Kobe Bryant does not win as many championships as he does without Shaquille O'Neal and Phil Jackson. That's, that's my opinion on that right there. If you take those players and coaches away from those two players, they may, they may not win as much. I don't think you can add too much more to Kobe and Jordan to make them win more championships. I think if you just gave LeBron James a great head coach, you, you're going to look, you will look at LeBron James in a different light. Uh, maybe. No, no, it's not maybe. Yes, it does happen. And it's not just that. If you don't have the Golden State Warriors in this era, you're looking at LeBron James in a whole different light as well. I don't care what anybody says. The only team that I, I can see coming close to being this uh, version of the Golden State Warriors would be that Michael Jordan team with Rodman and Pippen. That's the only one I, I can think of personally. They're, they're, they wouldn't beat them. I'm not even saying they would, but that's the closest version I could see beating that team. And then, you know, LeBron took the Cleveland Cavaliers to the finals with Kyrie and beat that Golden State Warrior team. Minus Draymond Green. Minus Draymond Green. And yeah, Kevin yeah. Durant. That, that's also, that's true too. And JaVale McGee. Right, right. <laughs> but I, I just I just think that LeBron James takes too much heat for stuff he has no control over. I just really do. He's definitely on the, uh, the Mount Rushmore of the greatest players. Absolutely. They're, absolutely. Just one player or one coach away from being absolutely the greatest of all time and to and to be that player at what is he 34 years old right uh, that's that's saying a lot yeah so (laughs) i knew this would happen we talk basketball on this we we always divert away but uh the number one player on our top five scoring list i'm pretty sure we both have the same player there's no way that you don't have this player that i have there's no way so damian lillard is the number one score. Now I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Kevin Durant is the absolute best scorer in this uh, league. Of course he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's. <laughs> just he, saw the look I, think, I, think, I think you're just, you're just so into it. You're still riled up. They just want to disagree with me. Kevin Durant is, you know, when we talk about these other players being unstoppable, it's almost like, are they really? But when you talk about Kevin Durant being unstoppable as a player, if someone told me that he beat Steph Curry in three-point shooting contests, he can. He can. Yeah. You know, uh, he can take it to the hole. I'm not saying he's better than Steph Curry at three-point, no, no, but I'm if not he saying, did, but if it wouldn't he did, be a shock. It wouldn't be a shock yeah. as opposed to the other players that we named. LeBron James is not going to – he can't beat Steph Curry in three-point contests, right? Never. Right. Um, James Harden, he he's not consistent enough. He's sh- pretty much a streaky shooter. I've never seen a player like Kevin Durant. Like, I, I just – and, man, I watched a lot of basketball growing up, mm-hmm. and he is by far, to me – to be seven feet tall or mm-hmm. close to close enough, yeah. Um, to be able to shoot from outside to take you to the hole, or you think he's going to the hole and stop and pull up and shoot a mid range jumper. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of players have those iconic shots and those iconic moments. That three pointer he hit LeBron James' eye mm. last year, <laughs> like to be running full speed down the court, basically, and his reaction to it, like. Are you really surprised? Yeah, and just to pull up, you know, a couple feet behind the three point line and 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 nail that shot, man. I mean, like that. I mean, though that is, I mean, that is to me the equivalent of Kyrie's shot. It didn't mean as much because Kyrie basically won them the series by hitting that. I guess Kevin Durant pretty much won them the series that or sealed it too. But um, there's a degree of difficulty. But to do that with arguably the greatest player, was it really that difficult? I mean, that's what oh, makes not him for such him. a oh, right, not for him. right, right. But that's what makes him so great. He's seven f- feet tall. 
Who's going to stop you? But yeah, but who? But who's going to take that shot with LeBron right, James in your go, face? Or you talking about not talking about difficulty necessarily, right? But like the guts. Kyrie's shot was yeah, difficult. Right, right. It was yeah, difficult. Yeah, Kyrie's shot was difficult. Very but for difficult. Durant to be pulling, running, jump. I mean, dribbling up the court or mm-hmm. coming up the court to get that ball and to pull up like that with the with the the game on the line the way that it was. I got you. And LeBron, the greatest player in many people's mind to ever play basketball in your face or kind of mm-hmm. in your face. I don't know that to me that's one of his signature shots, man. And everything that he went through leading up to that for the season and being called, you know, soft and weak and everything else. I just think that that dude is I've never seen anything like it. Now, and I'm a huge Kobe fan, huge Jordan fan. I don't hate on LeBron. I love. I mean, I like LeBron James a lot. I've never seen Iceman George Griffin. Mm-mm, yeah, we're, we're talking about scoring. Yeah, this as dude far as is, scoring. If if you if there are a couple seconds left in the basketball game, and you want someone to take the last shot. I'm giving it to Kevin Durant. Outside of Kobe Bryant of all time. I'm just talking about playing in the league right, right now. Right. I'm saying outside of Kobe Bryant of, of all, all time. time. I'll give it to MJ. Right. Myself. You, I'll give it to Michael Well, Jordan. he doesn't count. Like, I, th- I think he's the number one answer for well, almost everything. you give me a choice, yeah. I'm picking MJ. Oh, that th- he doesn't count. That's a given. He counts if he That's pick, a give me a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe, Durant, Steph right. Curry, maybe. Jesus, Shuttleworth. Oh, give me a break with I'm this Steph you. Curry nonsense, man. Being honest with you. Anyway, so Kevin Durant. You made this point about Steph Curry, about the players he has around him. Um, his numbers have gone down from OKC to uh, to Golden State. He, he averages like about 25.7 points per game right now in Golden State. He averaged about 27.4 in OKC. But he's not a top five scorer in the league, but that really doesn't mean anything. If you watch him with your own eyes, you know that he's a special scorer. Yeah. Um, Goes against your argument earlier. For not for Steph Curry. For Giannis. Not for Steph Curry, it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, that's our top five list right there. I guess we can talk more in, in depth about LeBron James because we, we kind of already kind of did talk about LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But we, we did want to talk about why is he such a hated individual? I've never seen someone as talented and as gifted as he is and so many people hate on him. There's a difference between hate and criticism because I've been very it's critical. both. I've been very critical of LeBron James, and people think that take that as being hate. I don't hate the guy, I, I, without a doubt, he's the greatest small forward to ever play in the NBA. But I don't think that should alleviate him from any criticism. And I think people can question his leadership. I think people can question whether or not people or superstars can play with the man. Um, and then at times, you just got to take. Why wouldn't over. you play with you tell LeBron me. James? You tell me. I know it's Cleveland. I know it's Cleveland. That's but, probably part of it because right. it's Cleveland. But he's in L.A. Who went with him? Who followed him to L.A.? That's because he's that great. So that's why, why, so why would you want to play? Why wouldn't you want to hide? Why would you want to be Robin? Ask them. That, uh, that's my problem. That's my problem. If, if he's that great of a teammate and he's that guy, he's that dude, you would have thought the Lakers would have easily, easily gotten another superstar to join him. Was it, would it really that easy to get another superstar with him? Should it be? Should, well, you got, I mean, you got plenty of money. Year. You got plenty of money. But would have had it really been that easy to get another superstar with him? Yeah. Like who? I mean, D's nuts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Why did you do that? Anytime I hear the word who, <laughs> it just automatically in your brain out. that just comes out. It just comes out. But no, I mean, think about. I mean, the, the only superstar I thought they had a legitimate chance of it was Paul George. That was it, and he didn't want to go. That's fine. That's one player. I don't see how it's. You make it sound like it was just so easy to get that one player. Boogie Cousins. Mm, maybe he didn't want Boogie Cousins there. I mean, if LeBron James says, I want Boogie Cousins here, I, 
they could have got Boogie Cousins. I don't think there was enough interest. So what's Boogie the Cousins. problem? I don't know. I don't care. look. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. If you want to talk about people who are not easy to play with, based off history, those two men were not easy but to play with. Superstars went to LA with Kobe. Well, they were there already. Shaq left his ass. Yeah, but that was for personal <laughs> reasons. <laughs> okay, Steve Nash and, went. I thought that's what Steve these Nash were personal went. reasons too for LeBron James. Uh, Steve Nash went. Carl Malone went. Dwight Howard went. Gary Payton. Dwight went. Howard left too. But I'm just well, saying, he he, but, yeah, but, but they didn't he like was each a other. Bum. Why? Yeah, no, was no, a one's, bum. no one's debating <laughs> that. A bum. It, All I'm saying is that LeBron James. I mean, bum, not work ethic wise, not statistically. I'm talking about because mm-hmm. Dwight Howard, I, I admire the guy's athleticism, but he was don't, a bum work, work ethic. Don't wise. try to read Nick now. <laughs> you called him a bum. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But LeBron James, man, look, I don't know why Kyrie left. I don't. Only Kyrie knows why Kyrie left. As far as chemistry-wise, that combination was better than Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. Chemistry-wise. I don't know chemistry-wise. It, it should have been. No, it should, I mean, okay, it, had it, the, it had the potential to be. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Because when Dwayne Wade and LeBron James initially paid together, it wasn't working out. Right. Dwayne Wade had to change his game up to accommodate LeBron James. There was a season where that Heat team was clicking on all cylinders. That was probably LeBron James's greatest season. They wanted to win a championship that year. Like I said earlier, LeBron James has kind of been unlucky in his career. You go to, was it eight straight finals? You win three? I, I, I don't know. So I don't know. I, I, I think at some point in time, if a lot of people got a problem with you, then a lot of times the problem's not a lot of people. Sometimes the problem is you. And whether it's your leadership, whether it's your lack of respect, whether it's your attitude, whether it's your cockiness, I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is. And I, I hope that stayed in Cleveland or Akron and didn't follow him to Los Angeles. Mm, it, whatever but at some it is, it's followed him. Right. Because it, it's too late to get rid of whatever it is. But whatever it is, like at some point in time, if everybody, if you, if nobody likes you, nobody gets along with you, nobody can play with you, nobody wants to follow you or... Play with or uh, play under you or be your be your Robin. The problem isn't everybody. And I and again, he went to my favorite basketball team. I'm just saying, at some point in time, you got to look in the mirror and be like, "Hey, like, what's wrong?" So maybe him saying, "Hey, you know what? I'll play off the ball." I don't think anything's wrong with LeBron James. I really I hope, don't. I hope not. I think I think it's kind of being blown out of proportion. Well, his legacy is going to change in about 300 days, less than 300. Well, a little more than 300 days, a little under 300 days, because once he wins the number one seed in the Western Conference, and brings an NBA Larry O'Brien trophy back to Los Angeles, everything's going to be, everything's going to change. We back. I don't even know why you said that. <laughs> we're back. We're back. <laughs> don't even know why you said I'm that. I'm just saying. Watch. Watch. I told you already. I already told you. Just be ready for it. Look, if LeBron James is able to take this group of men past the Rockets, <laughs> Please pass the Warriors. That's a bigger challenge. Pass whoever is in the Eastern Conference because it's not like they're better than any of the top seeded teams in the Eastern Conference either. I will be shocked. I will be totally shocked. Don't be shocked. I'll be shocked. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked at all. Don't be shocked at all. We're gonna smack the Blazers in the first round. Nah. Yeah. No, we smack the Timberwolves in the first round. Then we're going to smack the Jazz in the second round. 
and then we'll play the win out of y'all and the Rockets. And we're going to smack the Warriors. Y'all and the Warriors. Y'all and the Warriors. We're going to smack the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals and then beat Boston. Uh, a, Lakers and, a Lakers and Celtics Finals would be nice. It would be amazing. That would just be great. It will be like, you know, Larry and, yes. and Magic. That would be special. Yes. But it's not going to happen. So anyway, <laughs> guys, ladies, I really – Thank you for um, tuning into the podcast. I apologize for Trey. He is delusional and he is a hater. But like I said before, you, you keep your friends close. You keep your enemies closer. <laughs> um, when the Rockets and the Texans do make incredible strides, Please. he will have to be right here to hear us talk about their greatness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast. You can do it on iTunes. You can do it on Stitcher Radio. Or you can follow us on Podbeam. Um, if you want to follow us on Podbeam, just check out newchannelsports.podbeam.com. That's new channel spelled N-U-C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Or you go to our website, newchannelsports.com. I got to give a shout out to my wife. Oh, congratulations, bro. Man, this is crazy. Happy anniversary, bro. Crazy. This is what I thought would be our anniversary forever till we got married. But... uh We've been together for 23 years, man. Right. Mike Tyson, Peter McNeely fight 23 what? years ago. That was when we literally, that was it. And every day since then, been dating this one. I still feel like we're dating even though we're married. So mm-hmm. um, I wanted to give her a shout out because I can't believe it. That's 23 mm-hmm. years. I'm 43 years old. Mm-hmm. And I've been with the same what? one for 23 years. You're 43? Yeah. I think like 50 something. Shut up. <laughs> I've been with the same one for 23 years, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... Three beautiful children with her. She's been, she's been great to me. I don't deserve it. I really don't. You don't. But I don't. I don't. But I just want to tell her thank you. And if she's listening, I love you. And hopefully, we get twenty three more, uh, six more to all the kids are gone. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the picture you posted on Facebook. I have to say that was a, that's a gorgeous picture of both of y'all. Oh, thanks, um, man. I appreciate it. I'm like, look at that young Trey over there. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to you again, sir. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to the New Channel Sports Podcast. Leave comments. Please rate the podcast with five stars. And don't forget to subscribe.